So um, before Corey comes on, we're gonna. This is our banter session. This is our chance to get kind of people up and talk. And there's somebody standing at the back there who I know is going to come and uh, come on stage and have a little chat to us. So please round of applause for Mr. David Veal. So uh, for those who don't know, David is the executive director. Official title, yeah, of the SCAE uh, for all of Europe. So a busy man this week at the SCAE show. Uh, so he's been kind enough to uh, pop by and uh, and have a chat with us. Yeah, this is uh, a big show to, to, to put on. And um, yeah, we appreciate the time. So okay. David fairly uh, famously came up on stage. Uh, I think we can Vienna. say infamously at this stage, can we? say infamously at this stage <laughs> where um, there was Tim Tim Wendelbow uh, there was Gwillem and myself yeah. uh, and we had we all kind of picked on you and said uh, what's the SCAE for and I don't think we kind of got there we agreed on some things we disagreed on lots of things too um, so what's happened in the last 12 months that we should kind of tell people about with the SCAE what's yeah um so much has happened, I probably haven't really got time to, to tell you everything, uh, I suppose. Okay, that was David Veal, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, at, the, uh, at Vienna, we uh, elected a new board of directors and uh, we get, got stuck into uh, looking at our new strategic plan for the next three years for SCA because we realised that we, as part of the regeneration of the association, we needed to um, put it into some sort of structure. Um, and we worked towards the end of the year where we finally agreed on the, the plan and we've put it into action this year and it uh, goes right across all aspects of the association uh, some of it's fairly mundane stuff but there's quite a lot of exciting stuff some uh, quite sea changes one as an example um, whilst previously we've been a business to business association we decided that the time was now right to look to consumers so we're just actually at this show launching our new uh, membership uh, fee structure and there's a new category for consumer, coffee lover we're calling them, 30 euros to join us. And over the course of the next couple of years we'll be doing a lot of work to, um, to encourage consumers to join. I mean that, that's something that was in place a while back wasn't it, the consumer, there was a consumer option a few years back. No, we had an individual yeah. consumer, uh, sorry an individual category and that tended to be um, just where people joined who we didn't know what other category they were or where people wanted to join, uh, join it as lower fee as possible without paying what they really should do. Yeah. So. so, okay, I'm Mr. Joe Bloggs on the street. You've launched this consumer membership. What are you going to give me for 30 euro? That's a good question. Uh, we've only just put it on because we had to launch our new fee structure. We've just put it on, but we're, it's, a, it's a work in progress. One idea we have is to... Um, offer them uh, when they join a, just a small pack of coffee maybe two different coffees in a pack um, as, a, as a free uh, part of the membership and then uh, offer them um, a, a subscription to coffee uh, from different roasters you know so to, uh, to maybe at a um, you know a good price for them so that they can start experimenting with different coffees I think it's become quite a topical of late uh, I've never been but I've seen the success of the London Coffee Week 
and suddenly you see um, large events where they're engaging the public. Do you see a future for SCIE shows that would engage regular on-street consumers more? Uh, absolutely. Um, the, the London Coffee Festival, we've all seen the success of it and how it's grown. Uh, for many people, that, uh, that hybrid of uh, a trade show uh, and a consumer show causes a problem because clearly, you know, the big espresso machine guys aren't that keen on members of the public uh, spending all, all the time on the show. But, you know, we just have to recognise, you know, the people who are giving us all our living out of coffee are the consumers, the people who are drinking the coffee. And, they're, uh, and there's just such, um, uh, now just such an explosion in interest in, uh, in speciality coffee. We absolutely have to engage them. We can't ignore them. But do you think that that's the role of the trade organisation to do, or is that the role of the industry itself to engage them? I, I'm uh, the answer is both, really. We, as part of the industry, are, uh, we, we feel that now it is our, uh, our role to um, help to impart knowledge and uh, enthusiasm um, and, uh, and just show them easy ways of um, improving the coffee that they drink. I think in the, the, my show in uh, Melbourne as well, you saw a lot more uh, consumers engaging with, with shops and roasters at the show, uh, which drives their business, and then the shops and roasters are engaging with machine sellers, and so I think one feeds the other and feeds the other and feeds the other, it comes all along the chain, so I think the more people involved in general, definitely the better yeah. for the events. We're absolutely certain that once we you know, get this up and running and we, uh, we promote it well, that we'll be able to, to, uh, to sign up many, many consumer members. So, uh, let's talk about Nice. Um, Obviously, a smaller show following Vienna because the WBC isn't here. Um, but still, lots of people, lots of trade stands here. You, we've got the coffee and good spirits, latte art, cup tasters, the roasting competition, uh, obviously Tampa Tantrum. Um, how, how, how successful a show has it been from an SCAE point of view with, the, yeah. with, you know, with all of these things going yeah. on as well? Because there's a lot going on. Yeah, you say it's smaller than last year, although it's only only just smaller than last year, actually. Certainly in terms of the you know the, the exhibition floor, and clearly we haven't got WBC, but as you say, we've got the four competitions. We've got lots of new features here. Yesterday we had the the first World Roaster Summit, which was went down really well. It was sold out. Um, had four great speakers, and uh, it was really successful. Um, we've got a, a, a new members' lounge over there for our members to come and just relax and have a glass of wine and you know, talk coffee issues. Um, and have and you bought all the wine? Have I bought it Personally, all or brought it all? Bought it. <laughs> I have uh, uh, arranged for it to be that's here. That's wine on you? Uh, uh, you are welcome to come and... Uh, <laughs> no beer, I'm afraid, only wine. Uh, uh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. in France. I yeah, can, yeah. I can, I can yeah, embrace yeah. the wine. Yeah. But what, what I would say is, you know, historically, the site, you're right in one respect, the size of our shows has been like that compared yep. with WBC, non-WBC. And we're working to sort of level that out. And we have done that. So we're almost as big as Vienna, but not quite. And lots of new features. And um, we're really looking forward to the week. Uh, so what does the week entail for you, for David Beale? Uh, it, it involves going from one meeting to another, be it an official meeting, like we've just finished the uh, AGM up there, uh, or meeting with individual people. Um, for me, one of the exciting parts of this week, and this, once again, this is part of our new strategic plan, is to engage uh, more officially with other organisations in the industry. So as, as part of that, I'm signing five partnership agreements this, year, this uh, week. Uh, so last night at the welcome reception, I signed one with, um, uh, sorry, at the Roasters um, at Summit, I signed one with Cup of Excellence. Um, and then last night uh, with um, AFCA, uh, African Fine Coffee Association and also 
the Brazilian Speciality Coffee Association. Tonight at the beach party, I signed one with Nordic Barista Cup and with Coffee Kids. So these are all organisations that we want to work more closely with, to support, to promote each other, and to work on specific projects. So uh, next year we've got uh, Italy. We have. Uh, a big show already. It has the potential to be a very big show. Yes. Rimini, yeah. Rimini, it's been held at Rimini for uh, people that don't know. Rimini in itself is, is a massive show anyway. Don't they? They've got a, a long history of holding big shows there. Well, no, they, they have CJEP in January, which is a, a primarily gelato and bakery and also coffee now. And that is, uh, yeah, that is a big, big show. 120,000 visitors, I think. So it's in the same venue, but it is World of Coffee. Um, but, but it's a new model for us. Rather than uh, paying to hire an exhibition hall, we're working in, uh, um, in collaboration with, uh, with Rimini on a profit-sharing basis. So we both uh, have the incentive to make it work. Yeah, and like even like when I go to, I've never been to Rimini, but when you see, uh, when you see what happens on host, it's, it's, a, it's a big coffee industry that's almost separate to the specialty coffee industry. And it's interesting to see uh, how, how large it is and how much of a, like a big industry it is. So to try and unite those two is really exciting, I think, for specialty coffee and to great, uh, kind of engage a bigger audience again. Yes, uh, and the other thing is, um, I think most people would agree now that the Italians are now really opening up to speciality oh, sure. coffee. It's probably for most of them, it's still you know, focused on, on espresso, but you know, they're opening their minds to uh, That can only be a good thing. Like, that really only can be a good thing, I think. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And they're, they're just so uh, enthusiastic. So that's, that's great makes our job easier. So, you know, we look forward to uh, Rimini. And one of the other uh, things that we've changed as a new board is to actually, you know, plan forward a little bit more. So we know that we're going to Rimini next year. We know that we're going to Gothenburg in 2015. And we know that we're going, where, where are we going in 2017? Uh, Dublin, Dublin. Is it? Yeah. yeah. A little place called home. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm super excited about 2016 in Dublin, so uh, yeah. I hope uh, everybody else is. And the good thing from my point of view and from our point of view is that we know that um, uh, in Italy, uh, so we know in Italy and we know in, in Ireland that the um, uh, that the chapter will really get behind us and that you know the locals will really make it a good show. And we're hoping that in Gothenburg we'll be able to pull in all of the Nordic countries to uh, to make a really good show. So. Do we know yet what's happening with coffee and good spirits and latte art and cup tasters and the roasting competition? Where are those going to be next year? Is that because uh, long-term planning? If we were having this discussion in 24 hours' time, I would probably be able to answer that in the affirmative because uh, we're hoping to make a so decision. So that's in 24 tomorrow. hours you're coming to tell us where it's all going to be and if we I'm can tell you if, if I'm invited and the decision has been made, um, okay. I may be able to, but um, cool. I'll, I'll have to refer to uh, the managing director of World Coffee Events just to... Because we know uh, that she likes to do yeah, things in her own way. We'd, lo we'd love to get a world exclusive on like, Wouldn't like to uh, tread on her toes. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. It's brilliant. So, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, have you got anything that you kind of just want to put out? Obviously, this video is going up. It's going on the live stream as well. Anything you kind of want to say to members? Why, why they should renew next year? Why, 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 what encouragement they should take? Or how they can go about joining words, as well, which I think is very important. Yeah, yeah. yeah, indeed. Well, w once again, as part of our plan, we decided that we should really find out what, what members and potential members want. So we've, we've conducted two surveys at the beginning of the year. Uh, to ask our members to tell us what, what uh, not only members but past members and also potential members 
what they think we should be doing and some very clear messages came out one of them was that we're not communicating well enough we know that but they're telling us that one of them is that um, they don't always feel that they're getting value for money in terms of membership but a very clear thing came out is that uh, we need to target individual members in a different way so you know what's interesting for a roaster isn't necessarily going to rock the boat for a machine supplier or for a, a barista so you know we need to work at uh, enhancing individual benefit packages and we're working on that now um, uh, but what was also interesting was that three key things came out that people looked to us to do for them one of them is to on education that's clear because the big success story still of, of Sky is our education program. We're just changing our coffee diploma system from two tiers to three tiers, bringing it professional level here, and that will be fully launched in Rimini in January at CJET. Um, so, uh, and as well as uh, around education, people looking for us for community and for networking and those things. They also look to us to lobby on their behalf in the industry, and they look to us to help them with adding value to the business. So that's three clear indications what our members want. So to, in answer to your question, why should people rejoin or join in the first place? We've got a great education program. We organize fantastic events. Uh, we're working on a, a much more robust uh, general package. Uh, and the other thing which we don't talk about so much, but really still is maybe the most important thing for Sky for many people are the networking opportunities that you get to you know, meet friends, make new friends, um, make business acquaintances and, you know, the whole thing. Learn, um, you know, get more knowledge, get access to research, which is another uh, big area that we're going to spend quite a bit of uh, our money investing in uh, over the next few years. So, there's, as, I, as I started by saying, there's too much to uh, tell you about in 15 to 20 minutes, or however long we've got, uh, but um, it's exciting. There's a lot happening. Good. Good, that's great. And I just, uh, what? we're still, yeah, time. still okay. I just should say, just reeling back to the infamous meeting t uh, 12 months ago where Gwilym said to me, why don't you have a barista guild? And I said to him, why don't you help me? And he said, well, okay. Uh, well, he'll be up here in a uh, couple of hours time well, uh, telling well, us all well, well, how, how, how you changed his mind. <laughs> Was it with wine? Or Not back too and much, no, no. Did you come back no. and heckle him then? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, a couple of, we've had a couple of drinks of wine and beer over the uh, 12 months. Um, but no, we, you know, we don't launch it here, but we, uh, 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 an important part of this, the, the process is happening here, and I'll let him tell you, because that is his baby. Brilliant. Well, we're delighted to have David Hipfield here today, and um, thank you so much for coming up, and I know you're really, really busy, so hopefully we'll see you again throughout the week, and um, My we'll pleasure. get you involved as much as possible. I hope you both have a good, uh, good three days. We will. We'll, we'll see how the voice holds up.